Thanks for joining us today. We'd love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. So please take a minute and visit NBCOcala.com stories to tell us your story. And if God has used this ministry to touch your life in any way, we want to encourage you to partner with us financially. Help us to continue delivering God's word to the world. You can give online or through our mobile giving app. Enjoy today's message. And let's keep it going. Let's say welcome to our internet audience. Thank you so much for being with us tonight. We love you. We appreciate you hanging out with in your pajamas. That's okay. Can I pray for us uh, before we jump into the Word of God together? Lift up your hands like you're looking to expect God to speak to you. God, we come before you right now. First of all, just humbled and thankful that you're here and that you care. You're so big and so great that you created everything, but yet you're so intimate and so personal that you know every specific situation in this place. So God, right now, I don't want to be cool. I don't want to be likable. I want to be helpful. So use me to help people because we need you, God. We don't want to walk out the same as we came in. So God, do a work that I just simply cannot do and nobody can do. Let's change us, God. We want to be changed by you. So Holy Spirit, open up our ears, our minds, our hearts to receive exactly what you have for us in this time, in this place. And we give you all the praise in advance. In Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Hey, how about you find three people and tell them you are looking fine tonight. And then go ahead and have a seat. Tell them you are looking fine. Tell them, tell them. You are looking fine tonight. Y'all need to get over yourselves. Y'all enjoyed that way too much. Hey, uh, my name is Nick. I am the young adults pastor here at Meadowbrook Church, and it's so, so good to be with each and every week. Thank you very much. It's so good to be with you tonight. Uh, but first things first, we have to give honor where honor is due. So uh, I just want to honor Pastor Tim. Pastor Tim, if you're watching, we honor you. We're so glad that you're making a quick recovery. We love you. We're looking forward to having you back. You're the man. I want to be like you when we grow up, when I grow up. Um, but seriously, I, Pastor Tim, if you are watching, I don't take it lightly that you would allow me to stay on your platform and leverage your influence. So thank you for trusting uh, a young guy like me in way too tight a pants to be up here. So thank you. You're the man. Hey, we love your pastor. Give it up for him one more time if he's watching. We love you. We love you. So wh- where are my young adults at? 18 to 29. Where are you at? Okay, sprinkles here. All right, check it out real quick. I'm just going to, I'm going to, you know. Hit my ministry real quick. All right, so 18 to 29-year-olds, this Monday coming up, this Monday, January 11th at 7 o'clock, we're having our first young adult service of the new year right here in this room, and I'm going to bribe you, so here it goes. Uh, uh, the first 200 young adults to show up are going to get uh, an exclusive C20 t-shirt. Um, everyone's going to get free PDQ catered dinner and dessert. Um, so if you, and we're giving away one of those two, cool two-wheel scooter things as well. So if you uh, want any information about that, follow us at MyC20 on social media or go to MyC20.com. Young adults, this Monday, 7 o'clock. I'll see you there. It's going to be a lot of fun. Well, I can't believe it. It's 2016. That's ridiculous. That is craziness. Um, But what I love about a new year is that New Year's always bring new opportunities, new hopes, new dreams. There's a lot of excitement about what could come in 2016. I mean, this could be the year that you get in shape. Come on, anybody? Yeah? Yeah, this is the year, baby. This is it. 
this is the year that I'm going to walk in a room. My wife's going to go, dang. Yeah, we're married. It's okay. This is the year. This could be the year that maybe you get out of debt. You get out of debt, you sell the boat. Yeah, come on. You sell the boat that you haven't used ever, that, you, you know, getting rid of the car payment. You're going to do a placectomy, and that sounds really gross, but that's when you cut the credit cards up, baby. A placectomy, get rid of them. This could be the year. This could be the year that you get married, that you pop the question, or that you say yes. And yeah, whoa, some people are like, I hope, yeah. I've been married to my beautiful wife, Emily, sitting here in the front row for three and a half years. Uh, it feels like three minutes, though. Underwater. No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm not, gonna, I'm not the doghouse. I check with her first. We have a great marriage, and it's awesome, and she's so hot, and it's, it's great. So this could be the year, 2016, a new year. There's a lot to look forward to. There's a lot we could be excited about. But if we were all honest, there could be some things that we're afraid of as well. And you know, I'm afraid of some dumb stuff. Anybody ever been to like Halloween Horror Nights or anything like that? Well, yeah, I don't do it anymore, uh, you know, but in high school, I went to go and uh, impress a girl, you know, so in high, we were in high school doing our thing, and I wore, I wore a tank top. Uh, not cool, ever, not cool. So, you know, we, we, we go in the haunted houses, and I would try to be like, I'm not scared, you know, oh gosh, you know. So we were in this one really scary haunted house, and somehow, I don't know, I really don't know how, I got separated from my group. So I'm all by myself in a tank top in a haunted house. And I'm sure all the guys were like, oh, we're going to get this tough guy. Yeah, you think, you're, you think you're cool? So I was in like this long hallway, and it was pitch black, and there were all these people in pitch black outfits, like just messing with you. And I, I literally was like, uh-uh, I'm not going out like this. I sprinted out of this haunted house by myself. I'm sure they're still talking about it to this day. I'm just like, nope, Heisman, get off me. Yeah, let's go. Uh, like, seriously, I sprinted out. I pro- and then right when I got outside, I was like, no, it wasn't so bad, whatever. I was like crying. I'm, for real? Don't judge me like that. I'm afraid of some dumb stuff. Uh, sometimes, still, as a 27-year-old grown man with a wife and a mortgage, I'll be in bed, I'll be in bed, and I'll, I'll, I'll wake up with my hand over the side of the bed, and I'm like, nope. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about! You still think a boogeyman's underneath you. And why do you, yeah, you know, and why do you feel like you're safe with, with sheets? That makes no sense. Sheets won't do anything to help you. I'm afraid of some dumb stuff. I'm afraid of getting old. Like, I'm, I'm, this isn't emasculating at all, but I use my wife's uh, moisturizing cream, you know? It's working. It's working. Whatever. I'm afraid of some dumb stuff. Uh, I'm afraid of spiders. If spiders grow wings, I'm never leaving the house. And there's nothing you can say to convince me otherwise. It ain't gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. I'm afraid of some dumb stuff. But for real, fear is a real part of our lives. It is. If we're honest, there's some things that we could be afraid of in the new year. There could be. Maybe you're afraid that your company might downsize and you might get laid off. Or you're afraid of a career change or going back to school to learn a skill set that you just don't have right now. Maybe you're afraid of becoming empty nesters for the first time. Like the kids are about to graduate and... It's just going to be you and me, baby. 
like it used to be. And it hasn't been that way in 18, 20 years. There's some fear. Maybe there's some fear to lose a job or, or a fear because there's some marriage issues going on. And divorce is a word that neither of you want to say and it's looming and you're afraid of what could happen. There's some fear in our lives. But check it out. Look, I have a simple assignment, I believe, from heaven tonight. Because I believe that God wants to have a no-fear new year. Because God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. So tonight, simply, I want you to leave encouraged. Because God is for you. And if God is for you, who can be against you? Who can be against you? So tonight, we're going to look at one of my favorite Bible characters, Moses. And Moses has a lot to show us regarding fear. Because look, he faced fear his entire life. We're going to go through his life. He faced it around every corner. But he conquered it with faith. And look, he didn't always succeed. But I think we can learn from that just as well. So kind of the takeaway, the big point, if you fall asleep during this, that's okay. Just hear this. We have to fight fear and embrace faith. Tell tell somebody, tell them, fight fear and embrace faith. Tell them, fight fear and embrace faith. That's the bottom line. You can fall asleep now. You can start texting that cute girl down there, whatever you need to do. We got to fight fear and embrace faith. So if you have a Bible tonight, we're going to be in Exodus the whole time. So Exodus chapter 2, verse 11, and we're just going to kind of walk through Moses' life together and see what we can learn about having a no fear new year. So let's go. Exodus 2, verse 11 says this. Many years later, when Moses had grown up, so Moses is now a prince of Egypt. When Moses Moses had grown up, he went out to visit his own people, the Hebrews, and he saw how hard they were forced to work. During his visit, he saw an Egyptian beating one of his fellow Hebrews. Verse 12, after looking in all directions, so get this, after looking in all directions, to make sure that no one was watching, Moses killed the Egyptian and hid the body in the sand. This is some Hannibal Lecter CSI premeditated murder. What? He, look at this, Moses, one of the heroes of the Bible, sees an Egyptian oppressor, looks both ways, kills the guy and then hides him in the sand. And what I love about the Bible is that if it was a hoax, that would not be in there. Because Moses is one of the heroes of the faith, arguably the greatest leader other than Jesus Christ himself. I know the Bible's true because stuff like that's in it. If I was writing it, (laughs) one of the heroes of the faith, I would have left that part out. None of that Hannibal Lecter CSI, you know, hiding the evidence in the sand. None of that. We're going to make him look like an angel. And he went and gave him a hug and, uh, you know, and a candy bar or something. There you go, Egyptian guy. I know the Bible's true because we can relate to it because stuff like that is in there. And some people saw him. And, you know, I was thinking about this in our own lives. When we have to look around before we do something, we know we're operating outside of the will of God. You know what I'm talking about? That thing you're thinking about that you don't want anybody to know? When you got to, well, and then you do it, then you hide the evidence. We're operating outside of the will of God. 
Because look, fear takes things into its own hands. But faith gives things into God's hands. When you and I have to look around, we know we're operating outside the will of God. We're going to take things in our own hands. This Egyptian is, is, is oppressing my people. That ain't going to work. I'm not going to wait for God. I'm going to take it in my own hands. And you know what's crazy? Is that then we become spiritual vigilantes. Anybody, anybody love Batman up in here? Oh, my gosh. I don't know how the, the, the new one's going to be. Ben Affleck is Batman. Uh, I don't know. Ben, if you're watching, you're, you're going to do great. But, um, <laughs> but uh, Christian Bale is my Batman, man. And I, I would go to the theater for every single one of them, and I would come out ready to beat, so, beat somebody up, right? I'm like, you know, you, you walk out of those action movies, and you're like, what? <laughs> I am Batman. You're, like, hiding behind stuff. You know, you know what I'm talking about? I am Batman, but... We become a spiritual vigilante when we take things into our own hands. And we say, God, you know what? I really don't believe your way is better than my way. I know you're the one who deals justice, but I'm going to take it into my own hands. I'm going to do my own thing. Fear takes things into its own hands, but faith gives things into God's hands and allows God to fight for us. we got to fight fear and embrace faith together. And I love it because Moses didn't get it right all the time, but we can still learn from him. So Moses looks both ways, kills the guy. Some people see him, so he flees. So Moses, a prince of Egypt, ends up a shepherd, which was a nasty job back in the day, in the middle of nowhere. So he go, prince of Egypt to a shepherd in the middle of nowhere. That's like eating at Chipotle and then having to go to Moe's. Like that's, that doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't work. And if you own a Moe's in here, I'm just kidding. I eat it both. But so he ends up all by himself, a shepherd out in the middle of nowhere. Um, it, it's not going good for him. And this is when God shows up. At his lowest point, God still shows up and pursues Moses. And the burning bush happens. God appears to him in a bush that doesn't get um, caught up by the flame. This is what it says in Exodus 3.10. It says this. This is what God's saying to Moses. Now go. For I am sending you to Pharaoh. You must lead my people, Israel, out of Egypt. Verse 11. But Moses protested to God. Who am I to appear before Pharaoh? Who am I to lead the people of Israel out of Egypt? Who am I? And I don't know about you and your life, but I've asked this of myself and of God a lot. Who am, God, who am I to be forgiven of sin? You know what I've done, and I know what I've done, and it ain't pretty. And I don't want to talk about it. I want to bury it in the sand, and I, I just want to pretend it never happened. Who, who am I to be used by you, God? Who am I to have the opportunity to uh, be on the dream team and tell kids about Jesus or serve in our student ministry or, or be a greeter and, and provide an environment that people can know Jesus? Who am I to be used by you? Who, who am I to be a leader in my family? God, I don't even know how to pray. How do I pray before me? Like, who, who am I to be used by you to be a godly example? Who am I? And just to be transparent with you, just between us friends, don't tell anybody else, but I feel extremely inadequate to be a pastor because I know me. Who am I, God? Who am I to get to preach the word of God and lead people to Jesus? Who am I? But I love God's response to this. It's so good. Because we've got to fight fear and embrace faith 
This is what he says. This is what God says. Verse 12. God answered, I will be with you. What's so beautiful about that is like God has selective hearing. Moses is like, but who am I and me and I and me and who am I? Who am I? Who am I? And God's like, I'll be with you. Selective hearing, which makes me feel better about my selective hearing. Because when I'm at home, you know, watching Netflix, you know, binge watching something, you know, fr- friends, friends making a comeback, man, I love that show. Um, binge watching or whatever, and my wife's like, hey, can you take the trash out? Hey, can you take the dog out? Hey, can you scoop the cat poop? Whatever. I just don't hear it, you know what I mean? I just... But she says, hey, dinner's ready. Oh, what? Yeah, okay, great. Yeah, awesome. Love you, babe. God has selective hearing. Moses, what about me and me and I? And I'm not good enough. But God's like, I will be with you. He's saying, you are the one that I am with, and that's enough. You're the one who I am with, and that's enough. Fear is self-centered. But faith is God-centered. Fear is self-centered, but faith is God-centered. Fear says, what about me? And my problems, and I, and I, and I, but faith is God-centered. And to be honest, you and I make really terrible gods. You make an awful God. You can't find your keys half the time. Yeah, you know? When we live self-centered, it's just fear. Trying to control everything and trying to make everything happen in my little way. And it never works out because we can't control anything. I can't even control myself half the time. How am I going to change anybody else? I can't change myself. Fear is self-centered, but faith is God-centered. If we want 2016 to be incredible, we got to fight fear and embrace faith. So uh, Moses, all right, God, I'll, I'll do it. So Moses goes back to Pharaoh. And he goes before Pharaoh and does his Pharaoh, Pharaoh. Oh, baby, let my people go. I'm not going to do the last part because it's uncomfortable. Church people know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. If you're not a Christian or your first time here, I'm sorry you had to see that, man. Don't worry. Ask your grandma. She probably knows. Um, But Moses goes before Pharaoh and says, hey, let my people go. Ten times this happens, and every time Pharaoh says no, God unleashes a plague on Egypt. So they go back and forth ten times. After the last plague, uh, Pharaoh's, he, Moses goes to him again and says, what now? And Pharaoh's like, all right, go. And actually, when the, when the Israelites are leaving, the Egyptians are like throwing rubies and gold and all this stuff. They're like, get out, you know. I wish somebody would do that to me. You know? <laughs> Leave. All right. <laughs> Keep them coming. You know what I'm talking about? That would be awesome. So, uh, <laughs> so the Israelites leave, um, but Pharaoh changes his mind. He's like, nah, they were too good as slaves, got too much work done, we got to go get them. So he gets a ton of chariots and charioteers, a lot of his, uh, the, the best people in his army, and chase them down. So the Israelites now are pinned up against the Red Sea, a huge body of water. It doesn't look good for them. This is where we pick it up in Exodus 14, verse 13. It says this, but Moses told the people, Don't be afraid. Just stand still and watch the Lord rescue you today. The Egyptians you see today will never be seen again. Wow. The Lord himself will fight for you. Just stay calm. This looks a lot different 
than the Moses we met at the beginning. Because this Moses isn't taking things into his own hands. He's saying, don't do anything. Stay calm. Chill. Take a chill pill. Let's allow God to fight for us. Because in the beginning, Moses, what did he do? He looked both ways, took things in his own hands, and hid the evidence. Because he didn't believe that God would come through. But here, something must have happened in Moses for him to go, no, 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 no. Chill. Let's allow God to fight for us. Because look, Moses, he's not looking around anymore. He's looking up. Fear looks around, but faith looks up. Fear looks around, but faith looks up. we got to fight fear and embrace faith together if we want 2016 to be the best year of our lives. Let's keep reading together. Uh, Verse 15. Then the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Tell the people to get moving. This is so awesome. Pick up your staff and raise your hand over the sea. Divide the waters so the Israelites can walk through the middle of the sea on dry ground. This actually reminds me of back in the day. Um, I used to jog as a, uh, as a fifth grader. Any, any runners in here? Runners in here? Runners? Nobody? Awesome. Holy people. There's no reason to run. I was going to make fun of the runners. Good job not raising your hand. But I used to jog. I was, I was sort of a chunky fifth grader, and I was like, I'm going to sixth grade, and I'm going to get all the ladies because I had braces, ladies. And, uh, you know, I got I to lose some weight. I got to trim down, lean cuisines, and I'm running. It wasn't pretty for a chunky fifth grader to run. But anyway, uh, I tried. And, uh, but when I would jog, I had a Sony Walkman CD player. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And while I would jog, I would listen to the hottest music of the day, which was in sync. Duh. So I'm running. I'm doing my thing as a fifth grader boy. Doing my thing, trying to get the ladies. And so I got my Walkman with me. And you you put it in your pocket, right? Because there was no clips. There was no nothing. It was just in the pocket. So it's like in your pocket. And I'm running. And I'm running. And it's like, I don't want to. This is Bye 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 by NSYNC. If you know it, you can sing along. I don't want to make it tough. I just want to tell you that I had enough. Might sound crazy, but it ain't no lie. Baby, bye, bye, bye. But so, but what's the, yeah. Don't humor me. But what's the problem with CD players back in the day? They would skip. They would skip. So it was like, I want to make it tough. I'm going to tell you that I had enough. Might sound crazy, but it ain't no lie. Baby, bye, 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 bye. It was awful. It was terrible. But here's Moses. Segway back to the Bible. So here's Moses, right? Him and his people are pinned up against the Red Sea. Like, it does not look good. This is not going to work out. And he raises his staff. And I'm sure there was something skipping in his mind. Because fear has a favorite song. And fear's favorite song is, what if? What if? What if? Moses, what if you raise your staff and nothing happens and you look like an idiot in front of hundreds of thousands of people? What if you've led God's people to their doom? And this is all on you, bro. What if? 
What if you step out in faith and it doesn't work out? What if you try to get in shape this year and some things don't happen? What if? What if you do get laid off and your company does downsize? What if? What if? And if you let that play long enough, man, it's going to paralyze you where you are. So Moses is hearing, if I was him, you got to put yourself in the story. If I was Moses, I'm probably hearing that. What if he's up there with his staff? And he's probably, what if? What if? What if? Let's pick it up together. Exodus 14, verse 21 says this. Then Moses raised his hand over the sea, and the Lord opened up a path through the water with a strong east wind. The wind blew all night, turning the seabed into dry land. So the people of Israel walked right through the middle of the sea on dry ground with walls of water on each side. Can you see it? Can you see it? Man, walls of water on both sides. I bet those walls were terrifying. I mean, how high were, I don't know, but have you ever walked through walls of water? I haven't. I haven't. This must have been horrifying. But if we live by faith, it's not in our control. It's in God's control. But look, if we live in fear, we're not controlling it either. The world's controlling us. We got to fight fear and embrace faith. If you want 2016 to be the most incredible year of our lives, verse 26 says this. This is awesome. When all the Israelites had reached the other side, the Lord said to Moses, Raise your hand over the sea again. Then the waters will rush back and cover the Egyptians and their chariots and charioteers. So as the sun began to rise, Moses raised his hand over the sea, and the water rushed back into its usual place. The Egyptians tried to escape, but the Lord swept them into the sea. Then the waters returned and covered all the chariots and charioteers, the entire army of Pharaoh. This is my favorite part right here. Of all the Egyptians who had chased the Israelites into the sea, not a single one survived. Because God doesn't do partial victory. He doesn't. God doesn't do halfway, you know, conquering. Not a single one survived. Whatever your situation is, I believe that God can completely heal it, can completely restore it, can completely make it right, can completely give you favor. He's not into half or a little bit or 99 or 90%. He's into 100% victory in your life. And look, Moses is a man just like you and me with mistakes and flaws and failures, just like you, just like me, no different. And we serve the same exact God as he did. Fear asks, what if? But faith asks, that's it? That's it? Some Egyptians? That's it? A bad diagnosis? That's it? Relationship issues? That's it? A wayward child? That's it? I got to move for a job? That's it? I got downsized at work? That's it? That's it? Are you serious? Because look, nothing is too hard for our God. Nothing. 
Zero. Give God praise. Yeah. That's it? That's it? I hope 2016 is a that's it year for you. Because look, there might be some stuff you're going to struggle through. Jesus said, in this world you will have trouble, but take heart, for I have already overcome the world. There's going to be walls of water on either side. And it might be scary, and it might be freaky, but when we get to the other side, we can look back and go, that's it? That's it? Simply tonight, I want to ask you, are you going to fight fear and embrace faith this year? Are you going to take things into your own hands? Are you going to give things into God's hands? Are you going to live self-centered, trying to control everything, which never works because you can't find your keys anyway? Or are you going to live God-centered and build your life on the rock, not on the sands, so when storms come, you'll still be standing? Are you going to look around and allow your situations to tell you how to react? Or are you going to look up and take your cues from heaven, from a God who is all-powerful, who has your back? Are you going to be paralyzed by fear and ask, what if, what if, what if? Or are you going to walk in faith, turn around, and go, that's it? That's all you got? Because nothing is too hard for our God. We got to fight fear and embrace faith together. And 2016 is going to be the most incredible year that we've ever had in Jesus' name. Y'all get anything out of this tonight? Yeah. Thank you for being with us, God. Thanks for showing up. Can I pray with you tonight? I just want to pray with every head bowed, every eye closed in here. If you're here, And you would say, you know what? I'm not a Christian. I don't believe this stuff. I don't know how I ended up here. But something came alive on the inside of me tonight. What that is, that's God working in your heart. So if you're not a Christian, I want to give you the opportunity to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior tonight. So if that's you, you want forgiveness of sins I want to pray with you in just a moment. But I want you to know that Jesus Christ came to the earth 2,000 years ago, lived a perfect, sinless life that you and I cannot live. And then he died a death on a cross that we deserve. But he did all of that so that you and I could be forgiven of all of our sins, everything we've ever done, all our shame, and so that we could live a life full of purpose and meaning on earth, but also live an eternity with God in heaven. If that's you, you want to become a Christian tonight, you want to accept Jesus Christ into your life for the first time, or you want to come back to God and stop running, I want to pray with you. So on the count of three, I want you to just raise your hand if that's you. I just want to know who I'm praying with. One, two, three. Lift your hand if that's you. Anybody in here? Thank you. Anyone else? Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Come on. Thank you, God. That's incredible. Cool. You can put your hands down. If you would, church, just repeat this prayer with me out loud as a corporate body. God, thank you for loving me even when I didn't love you. 
I know that I'm a sinner. And I need your forgiveness. I believe in my heart and confess with my mouth that Jesus, you are Lord. And I give you that place in my life. Help me to live for you for the rest of my days. In Jesus' name. And also with heads still bowed, eyes still closed, I just want to pray with you. If you're struggling with fear, let's get real. If, you're, if there's something coming up that you're afraid of in 2016, let's deal with it. Let's handle it right now, right here. Raise your hand if you've got some fear. Raise your hand if you've got something. All over the room, people getting honest. Let's go after God right now. Come before him and ask him to remove the fear in Jesus' name. Come on, God, we come before you right now, and we do that in Jesus' name. We thank you that you're a God who is above all things. You are sovereign over the universe and the ages. There is nothing hard for you, God. So right now, you know what we're struggling with. You know the fear that's on our mind. You know the anxiety that's causing it. You know that some of us right now are paralyzed by fear. We just cannot move. So God, remove it. We can't do it. A message can't do it. A pep talk can't do it. But you can Change our hearts. Change our minds. Help us to build our life on the rock, not on the sand, so when storms come and waves crash, we're still standing. Give us faith. Make us people that really believe that you are who you say you are. Help us to truly believe that you're for us, that you have good things planned for us, And God, you may not remove what we're afraid of. Some things that we're afraid of may happen, but God, I pray that through it, we can be better because of it, we can learn through it, and we can have more faith on the other side and turn around and ask, that's it. We thank you that you're a that's it kind of God, and we love you. We praise you in advance for the incredible year 2016 is going to be. It's in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said... Amen. Amen. Hey, come on. Give God praise one more time. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Uh, I I invite you all this Sunday. We're kicking off a new series. You don't want to miss it. Have an incredible week. God bless you. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Meadowbrook Church. We hope you'll stay connected by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at NBC Ocala.